You are listening to the 2017 summer edition of Transfor. Hola señoras y señores. This is Plexico Motos Audio Self Defense. Enjoy this music. Music with a right sense. Today with a guest session by a special amigo. This is Alsterufer y Sounds in the mix for Ibiza Global Radio. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, Reds. Uh, this is Eric from Four, a website uh, all about Liverpool FC. Um, we're not doing the normal um, uh, forecast shows uh, that you're used to throughout the season because, well, the season has ended. Uh, there's a month um, in between the start of the actual transfer window that opens on, on July the 1st. Um, it's now June 1st. So, um, yeah, we thought, what will we do in, 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 in this month? So I had an idea. It's it's about four weeks. So four weeks, four lines. Um Let's talk about those. But uh, this is uh, the trends for sure, and uh, because we're going to talk about goalkeepers, I've named this Safe Hands. With me are today, um, yeah, it is nice, isn't it? Um, <laughs> with me are today are, uh, uh, well, our very own uh, German good guy, Christian. Say hi, Christian. Hi, Ron. Ah, oh, I said say hi, Christian. Um, with us, um, another regular is, is hi, Christian. Uh, another regular with us is uh, Mental. Say hi, Mental. Hi, guys. Uh, there he is. And we also have a, a new person. Everybody who's been on our website know that we used a discuss um, program or built-in website thing um, to have a lot of comments uh, amongst each other. Uh, one of him is. Uh, Um, he, he goes by the name of Clam Jeffrey. We decided to call him Jay because I'm not going to call him Clam Jeffrey all night. Um, hi, Jay. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> he's, he's excited to be <laughs> here. Um, for all the listeners out there, he's really, really excited to be here. Um, I'm but pumped. also, pumped. yeah, that's that's maybe a better word. But um, uh, we'll, we will guide him through. Um, That will be fine. So, um, what are we going to do? We're going to do a, um, a small bit about the current news about transfers. Um, there's some uh, some big news, um, except for all the rumors uh, surrounding the uh, surrounding the club. And then we will dive into the goalkeeper area. So today it was announced that the Atletico transfer ban um, is uphold, uh, upheld. So that means they can't buy players. So, um, Mental, what do you think uh, that, that means for the entire transfer carousel, mostly regarding Griezmann? Um, there, well, at first I thought maybe this is a good thing because United can't get Griezmann, but I don't know if it covers sales. Um, it probably only covers registrations, which is purchases. Yeah. Um, yeah. So can, anyone they can sell. Buy, Yeah, so anyone they buy, uh, they just can't play them because they can't register them. Um, now, the the thing about sales, so they they obviously can't buy Lacazette, which was supposed to happen, and so they have to be careful now about selling players, like particularly Griezmann. The problem, and I thought, oh great, they won't be able to sell them to United then. But 
The problem is, if United go for the release clause, I don't know if that takes it out of Atletico's hands. It does take it out of Atletico's hands because, well, the release clause is just just that. It's a release clause. If you pay it, uh, you're allowed to buy him. Uh, but he just said... It still needs his, his, it still needs his um, agreement. Yeah. But, uh, will you give an update? What he's, has he come back on that, has he? Yeah. Uh, Antoine Griezmann on Twitter, Anto Griezmann, said... Um, <laughs> My Spanish worse than my English also. Um, Ahora más que nunca, um, which says now more than ever. And uh, it has hashtag Atleti, hashtag todos juntos, and a, a red and white dot. Which to me sounds, okay, if the ban goes on, I'm, I'm not going to leave. I will do one more year until the ban's lifted. And and then we'll see. Yeah, I was happy to go, but uh, can't leave the club like that. Which to me, if he actually does this, um, is is a brilliant move. Christian, your thoughts? Yeah. Um, first of all, it was was interesting to see that that according to reports that if someone, if any club meets the release clause of eighty seven point nine million sterling, I think. Um, that uh, Atletico cannot cannot avoid um, selling him. That he that cannot avoid his move. But uh, what what strikes me is um, the re- um, the reasons um, United have obviously given for the change in mind. They prepared this. They have prepared this this move for over six months, according to all the reports. Yes, in Telegraph, Guardian, everywhere, and now they move away from that, and that has been. Yeah, the reasons ha- given were that they are looking for a replacement of Ibrahimovic, probably to to due to realizing his his injuries are even more severe than originally thought. I don't know, but I'm not convinced by that, and I'm just thinking while whilst we're talking, I'm just thinking about what might be the reason behind that. I mean, Griezmann is a striker. He's of- he has well, got more mobility, more base. I'm small from deep, okay. But why why dropping Griezmann after preparing that move for half a year? And I mean, the, the Ibrahimovic problem yeah, has been known more than a few weeks now. It, it, it could be that the player said, I'm happy to join um, Manchester United. You will pay the 100 million. So Atletico can, can buy Lacazette for the 50 million, as, as, as Mendel just said. And from there on, um, if the band goes, or if the band stays, I'm not going. So as soon as United found out that the band was upheld, um, no more move. That sounds reasonable, doesn't it? Is it you, mean, you mean some sort of loyalty? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> no, we, we've seen it with uh, when Juventus went down. Players like Nedved and, and Buffon stayed. Yeah, no, I mean, he's very attached to Spain and to Atletico, um, Griezmann. He's, for years, he's said he would never leave Spain. He's he's very, very happy there. You know, he's he's just very, very, he just really likes being there in Spain. He, he, you know, there was, a, there was a hint some years ago that he one day might come back and play in France because that's where he's from. But uh, he's always said that he wouldn't, he's, he's always sort of declared his loyalty for being in Spain and to Atletico. Yeah, so 
Well, it would be good if instead of act, uh, talk, there's the actual action of him staying. Um. So, well, the news now is Lacazette will join Manchester United. So they will say 50, 50 million and get the Atletico, um, the Atletico target. Um, Jake, question for you. Um, if we're linked with Lacazette as well, um, what do you think of the player? I I don't think he was going to come here or would come here anyway. Um, it just doesn't seem to sit that it, it would happen. It would ever happen. I don't know why, but you know, sometimes you get a feeling about whether a player would, how they would look in your shirts, how they would play, whether you could see them at your club. And with Lacazette, I've just never seen it. Although I've got to say, I'm, I'm the same with Van Dijk as well. So you know, um, but I, yeah, I just can't even even if. We were linked. We were linked him for a while now, haven't we? You know, um, since last year, maybe I don't know. But uh, his name's been banded around a lot. But I just, just can't see it happening. I just just don't know why. Uh, just don't see it happening. So, even though okay, he's not going to go to Atletico anymore. Um, still, don't think he would. I, I see him more going to Arsenal or somewhere like that if he's going to come to you know the UK or come to England. Yeah, because because of the Arsenal uh, Arsene Wenger signing a new two year deal. <laughs> yeah, brilliant! It's amazing, isn't it? Great yeah, news. It is amazing. <laughs> Good news. I tell you what, though, I bet bet Arsenal win it next season. Yeah, no, that would just be the kick of the balls. Not sure if they'll win it. I'm quite sure they will do a lot better. Quite sure that that Kroenke will now say we're going to back him all the way. We're going to buy target XYZ uh, we may maybe we will force him uh, to sell a couple of his um, uh, yeah pull of his eyes um, you know okay you, 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 you've banked on a couple of players for years for Ramsey to become world class for Oxley Chamberlain to become world class um, we're happy to back you with loads of money top players um, 50 million for Lacazette, no problem, but one of, uh, a few of those go. Yeah, because they've they spent money in the past, you know, they spent, well, Sanchez was 37, was it something like that? Or yeah. was it 40, 42? I don't know, but you know, they, they will spend money, Arsenal, you know, they have this myth about them, a bit like Liverpool do, that we won't spend big yeah. money on players when we do, you know, we do, do spend large amounts of money. Uh, last year they bought um, Chaka for thirty, and yeah, um, yeah. And, and and that central defender, the, uh, the German one, what's his name? Um, no, not Mustafi. Mustafi. Yeah, 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 that's the one. And they paid. Top, top. Chaka was thirty-five. Chaka yeah. was thirty-five, and, and and he's had a, he's had a difficult season. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he settles in quite nicely next season. He's got a great range of passing in his game, but um, you know we have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that, that must say, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it as you say, it's it's actually we spend as well. We buy Firmino, we buy um, loads loads of those players. We we've paid and we have we we have a large wage bill as well, don't we? Um, is it like fourth? I don't know, is it second or third highest third, wage bill? We were, Jeff, we were fourth. Third, last, third we, position terms of wages, 208, yeah. 208 yeah. million pounds per year. That, that was based on uh, not not this season, but before the season before when we also yes. had, had Ben Teke. Right. Correct. And, and 
that was also with Balotelli on the list. Right. And also, um, there, there is a slight um, uh, problem with those numbers because uh, City move a third of their wage bill off the books by routing it through the parent company and charging it back to their accounts as an external charge. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, so, so their their wage bill looks like it's 197, 998 million, whereas actually it's over 270 million, right? Wow. So we are actually fourth, I think we're fourth you know, on the wage bill. That's, no, a very, that's a very good point because I, I when I saw those figures in the newspaper, I thought there must be something wrong about that. They can't be behind. Yeah, right. yeah. and there's something iffy about there's something iffy about United's uh, structure as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's just um, City gets get around the FFP rules that way. Yeah, there's there's been some shady deals talking FFP, some some very shady deals by uh, by Chelsea as well. What they what they got in amount of money for uh, for. Uh, uh, De Bruyne who left, and um, and Schuller, uh, w- way too much um, for the level worth. Yes, Oscar, Oscar sixty million, but it allows them um, to to bend the rules on FFP. And funny enough, most of the teams that actually bought those players um, were players uh, that sponsored by something in oil or some something related to oil. So um, for me, that all seems seems a bit shady. But um, well, they do it; uh, they've done it. Uh, just as um, uh, City gets an insane amount of money from uh, from the Sheikhs through um, a sponsorship deal, which isn't a sponsorship deal; it's just mm. an injection of cash to the club. Yeah, I, th- I heard I heard something about the Oscar transfer, which said that the club hadn't received any of the money. Um, there's some kind of government ruling about money leaving the country, and they haven't been able to get any of it. Um, so <laughs> it's really, really unclear what's what's going on with that. That would be absolute boss. Well, I don't think it makes. Sense. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll start World War Three because uh, <laughs> because Russia will invade China, and China will <laughs> retaliate. So um, Oscar who's basically. Uh, uh, Oscar calls World War Three. You can be you can be damn sure they'll still write it up in the books though as income. Yeah, yeah. I mean this I mean really for for the oil clubs, you know, for Chelsea and, and City and and uh, PSG and to a certain extent United, the money side is irrelevant. It's just about how you navigate the rule book. You know, it, they don't really care how much it costs, I don't think. So um, talking about PSG, Aubameyang moves there. That takes quite a bit of top strikers off the market. If you know Griezmann and um, uh, Griezmann, Aubameyang now on the move, um, Lacazette potentially not. What's out there? Who's out there still? Where you say that is yeah, the Lacazette that, that I want to go. That I want to go for as a club to show ambition going forward. The Lacazette to United is a bit worrying, so I can't help but think he would actually be a better fit for United than Griezmann would, because he really is a forward. He he is a number nine, whereas whereas Griezmann's almost a number ten who can do things as a number nine. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, uh, another Rooney, just younger. Yeah, yeah. But there aren't many um, players left then where you can say, okay, now that is a big name, that shows intent. We will, uh, if we sell Daniel Sturridge, uh, because he wants to go, um, and, and we need, or we're going for um, uh, uh, a top striker. There aren't many big names left then. We can say... Yeah, would, yeah, yeah go I would, on. I would like to, to, to throw something in uh, regarding Lacazette. Uh, I was one of those in, in uh, a few, quite a few po- uh, podcasts before, um, who was really um, positive about the potential potential signing of, of uh, Alexandre Lacazette. Uh, but his statements, his recent statements about um, he's considering a move and he looks positive to something new, it, it, they sounded a bit arrogant. And all of a sudden, I, I started to think um, Klopp will never, will never accept that that sort of personality that that doesn't fit and. From that point on, I was not very positive about that anymore. So I personally, I'm, I'm not not sad about, like I said, not not coming to us. Just wanted to throw that in. Yeah, don't think you're wrong there. Um, I wasn't impressed. I saw him play against um, in, in in Europa League a couple of games. Now, I really wasn't impressed. Uh, not with his work rate. Not with his in-game attitude. Um, yeah, he, he backs a couple of goals, but wasn't um, in the end I mean that is good he's a striker he puts the ball in the back of the net um, but well talking about um, putting it back on the net uh, uh, in the back mm-hmm. of the net someone That's who's done one. that uh, 20 times this season in the Serie A is uh, Mo Salah uh, the former Chelsea who was uh, he, he was about to, to join us and then uh, Chelsea came on and, and, and bought him from um, one of the Swiss clubs, I think. But, um, yeah, he, he went on, went to Italy, did well on loan, joined Roma, scored 20 goals this season, and apparently it's a 43 million um, signing that is agreed on personal terms, and now we need to deal with the club. So, what do you think? Anyone? He, he he's said to have blistering pace and that's exactly where, where it rings a bell in my head because Klopp is exactly after that yeah. I, I've said in, in, in several forecasts before I mean Jay you probably don't know that because you're just joining us now but, but I said numerous times before uh, we, we haven't seen much of Klopp football yet at LFC Klopp's football at Dortmund as I remember because I'm a German and followed Klopp since about 2010 2011, yeah, was 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 built on on surprise on on lightning quick attacks, uh, which were absolutely amazing. That's why I, in fact, yeah, became a supporter of him, a fan of him. And uh, we haven't seen that yet at Liverpool. And uh, if when I read about a winger, because we lack a winger anyway, and Klopp has mentioned that very early, it was the only statement where he said that's something we don't have too many of. Yeah. Um, so uh, he, there was the only admittance. Yeah, ever, ever. He's the same. He's the same. We need to probably need to have a winger. Um, when, I need, when I read about a winger with blistering, blistering uh, pace, that is fantastic. Do, do we think as a winger is, is perfect? 
do we think he's going to have, if he comes, will he have to hit the ground running and just be amazing straight because of the transfer thing a few years ago where he was going to come here, then he went to Chelsea. You know, you could think, oh, Mark's like, ah, oh, didn't come here, did he? Didn't want to. Uh, you know, it, would that be an issue, do you think? Do, you know, if he doesn't hit the ground running, a, a instant success, um, will that topic or that that raise his head saying mm, you know he was uh you know uh you know i'm thinking with him and the club you know why is he coming here that sort of thing now but of course different manager you know different different is different story i know but uh um would that be a problem does anybody think not at all okay well there we go um <laughs> <laughs> i'll have a long question with a short answer i'm just thinking about uh, our our beloved friend Jose, yeah, at Salford, and uh, um, Klopp on the other hand. When when Klopp wants wants a player, he is famous for integrating them perfectly, and um, I, I I don't see any issue. You know, I've read some stories about him not not being very convincing uh, performing with his performances at Chelsea, but there were obviously different reasons behind that. And uh, when you imagine um, like players coming to Man United and they have a bunch of very good individuals and they're not performing as a team, seem not really passion, passionate about uh, what they're doing there and then see guys like Matip coming in for free, Carriers coming in at a very low fee, okay, and he, he was struggling a bit, but for the, for the fee we paid for him, it was quite good what he delivered. It was not too bad. Klopp uh, just was under too much pressure to to keep him in the firing line, and and both Vinaldum and especially Maneo was fantastic, and so I'm not worrying about a player coming into this environment again, even if he has not performed extremely well in the Premier League. No, we we haven't. Ago. We under Klopp, we haven't bought uh, a bad player, have we? Uh, I know okay, you could argue that the jewels out on Carrius a bit because you know he's come in and uh, and he's been taken out of the team. Uh, but we haven't bought anyone that's been terrible, have we? You know, it's all been solid, good purchases. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, fully agree. I think um, he will be met with a bit of scepticism and he will have to do, or the club has to do, a bit of PR around that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, the transfer always felt, for me, um, Jose was a bit worried um, that we would actually have a, a bit of depth and we would actually be able to uh, to step up. Um, so if he could have um, if he could have uh, um, done something against that, he, he would have done it. And with the Salah transfer, I think he did. We were t- too busy negotiating deals and really too busy. And it, they just came in and said, "Okay, what do you want as wages?" Uh, we won this. Okay, there you go. And we were on. Okay, we we will have a structure around it. You will have this as a, as a base salary. And when you play, when you do this, when you do that, uh, when you bring us coffee, you get a bonus, stuff like that. And that took too long. So um, and and Chelsea just just thought, okay, we can we can frustrate them. So let's go in. I think. I think what happened, Eric, was the uh, Basel, I think it was the price was 11 or 12 million, but um, it's the base price, but they wanted a 5 million, 5 million in add-ons and, and they were kind of just really time-serving add-ons. So they were, the add-ons were always going to get met no matter what. 
So he was 21 at the time. And so it was going to be about 17 million for him as a 21 year old. So, and Liverpool thought that was just poor value. They didn't, didn't really rate, uh, you know, at 21, he was just too young to be paying that sort of money to. Whereas Chelsea just didn't care. You know, they, they didn't really care. They brought him in and then, and then Jose just, well, at the, at the end of the season, Jose, Jose said he needs to go away and learn to play football, was Jose's comments. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 so, yeah, yeah well, so he, he was gone and he, and, and he didn't really, you know, he'd, he'd, had, an, he'd had it a gut full of Chelsea. Um, but uh, he did make a comment that he thought, he thought Liverpool were a bit disrespectful uh, to Basel at the time because we wouldn't agree to pay the money. So he just made the comment about it being a bit disrespectful. So it isn't ideal. It's not an ideal scenario, but it's kind of it's kind of water under the bridge, really. It's it's too long ago. We're um, a different animal now, though, aren't we? As a club, well, the yeah, world's moved on. Yeah, he's moved on. He's you know he's mm. twenty four. He's twenty five in a few days' time, I think. Um, so uh, it, it's yeah, it's a different thing. We've, we've got to treat him differently now as well because he's a twenty five year old, not a twenty one year old. Um, and frankly, he doesn't care about transfer fees. And I imagine agents tell their players, you know, transfer fees are not your issue. Don't worry about them. It doesn't matter, you and know, what it, clubs have to pay. And then club will make a bit of a comment about it, like he did with the Lovren, um, uh, with the Lovren contract. That will soothe a lot, you know, when he said, well, every, uh, after Dortmund, everybody would have said, signed a new deal. Uh, after last yeah. game, uh, 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 throw him in the bin. Uh, well, uh, reality is most likely somewhere in between. So he, he will say something and, uh, well, shrug his shoulders and, uh, and go on. Um, okay, that about Salah. Then, um, just, uh, just, I uh, just had a few other things. A lot of his numbers from, uh, Roma for this season, uh, it's 15 goals and 11 assists. Um, but it's all from the right hand side, it seems, uh, playing right and center. Um, so attacking midfielder right which is obviously Sadio Mane's position uh, six goals and five assists and then class as a forward right player he's got seven goals and two assists so I'm not quite sure on attacking midfielder right what's the difference between that and a forward right um, and a, a forward centre he's got uh, three goals and one assist so he's kind of been all over the right side of the pitch now I don't know Roma's squad very well Um so I don't know if that's, if that's because they've got uh, they're very well set up on the on the left hand side and they just don't need him there. Um, I think he is indeed playing on the right side. I think he did that as well um, for Chelsea and, and and Basel because if if I recall correct, we liked him on the right wing to partner him with Sterling on the left. So is is he? Do you know if he's left footed? He's left footed. Uh, I think he yes. is. He likes so, to yeah, cut in. He plays, so he plays on the right and likes to cut inside. Right. That's one of his strengths. Is, is cutting inside layoffs and dribbles. Yeah, putting in the back of the net, uh, Robin style. And blistering yeah. pace. And um, and Klopp, anyway, Klopp looks for attacking players who, who are able and willing and enjoying to swap sides. So so like like a money that drifts out on the wing and, and sco scored against Everton then into the opposite, yeah, to the opposite far post, and um, he will also use Salah for both sides because that that gives a lot more unpredictability. Yeah, with the players, especially if you have a left-footed marksman 
in the team then, and that would give us a lot of of, of uh, more options and more threat, to, uh, even to deep sitting teams. I think. Yeah, yeah. because when he's spacey, yeah, he yeah. right. does. Uh, his, his defensive exactly contribution is supposed to be others. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see on that. Um, we will uh, talk more uh, in depth about him when we sign him, if we do. Um, then um, reports suggest we are, and I love this term, this is silly season, all in, in its purest form, we are leading the race to sign Virgil van Dijk. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm never <laughs> sure what it means that you lead the race. I, I, I'm quite sure that Virgil isn't at home having a few pins on his wall and just keeps putting the pins a bit further until they reach a certain point and, and at a point he decides where he signs. So leading the race, it, it all sounds really silly season. But um, I can but, imagine some of our fans doing it. <laughs> I can imagine some of our fans <laughs> on the wall and they've got, they've got pins and they're moving them further forwards yeah. <laughs> depending on the news of the day. Yeah. So, but... Um, the rumours don't go away. It really seems we're in for uh, Virgil. That said, if you look at all the rumours in this period of last year, none of all these names, Zelinsky, Dahoud, um, who else? Dembele, Pulisic. Uh, Chilwell. No, Chilwell. None arrived. So, um, well, there you go. <laughs> we'll have to wait on tea on, on, on that one. Um, apparently, uh, Van Dijk would have dropped somewhere that he uh, would. He likes to play for Klopp. That he likes Klopp as a manager. We'll have to see on that one. Um, so, but I really want to do. Um, really want to dive into uh, our, um, the real idea of this show, and we've been talking a bit about the transfers and um, recent events. Because with you as my witness. You make me wanna be a better man. Not afraid of my weakness. Where my faith is like castles in the sand. I can be fearless. You make me believe in the bigger plan. Cause when I'm with you, I know that I am in safe hands. And that is that we're going to talk about the goalkeepers. Um, we got quite a lot of goalkeepers on the books uh, um, in and around the first team and the under-23s. Uh, the list is, and, and obviously on loan as well, um, we have uh, Mignolet and Carriers. Manninger obviously left us. Uh, Ward has been on loan. Fulton has been on loan. And then the under-23s have been um, uh, have seen in goal uh, Grobara, a young Polish goal, uh, goalie, um, super striker Shamal George, who's actually, <laughs> who's actually a goalkeeper, but he, he was incredibly... How great would it have been if he scored that goal in a friendly? Messy if, in the making. Yeah, it would have been, would have been absolutely, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. And, um, and I will not even go to try and, and say his first name, um, but Irish young goalie Kelleher, um, so that's basically seven on the books for uh, quite a bit. Seems a bit too much. Um, just all in general, what do you think about uh, our goalkeeper situation? 
mental? Um, well, you got first time you got the first team, and you've got the uh, the stuff behind it. So there's two different discussions, and I can't say I know very much about the uh, the, the, the youth teams, except that with our academy, we, we've moved to a system where we we've kind of done away with age bands and we've gone to ability bands. So you've got under 23 setups with very young players in them, as we've seen on our bench this year. Um, yeah. And uh, if they're doing that through, they're probably not doing that all the way down the age scale, but uh, uh, it just means I don't, I'm not quite sure which of the keepers fit where um, in terms of the youth ones, but there's, they're, they're very highly spoken of. So that'll be interesting to see as, uh, as they come through over the years. All three. Um, Grabara, George, and Kelleher um, should be able to play in it on their 18s, at least this season. Not too sure about them for next season. I know Grabara uh, sh- should be able to play for the under 18s. Um, Shamal George and, and, and Kelleher, I am not sure. But they all are yeah. the under 23 goalkeepers. Yeah, George is, George is 19, whilst Kelleher and, and Grabara are both 18, so maybe no, George right. has to. Uh, keep to the U23s anyway. Yeah, so he wouldn't be able to play in the under-18s. I'm quite sure he didn't. Um, He was the absolute number one in the under-23s until he got uh, uh, quite a serious injury. that took him out a couple of months. So uh, I I know both Grabara and Kelleher both played in in, in the under-23 game. So so that's where we are. Um, Four first-team names for next season. Uh, Carriers, Ward, Mix, Fulton. What would you do, Jay? Not a lot, to be honest with you. Because uh, Mix is doing great, isn't he? You know, there's, there's starting to feel confident with him. Um, he's always been a great shot stopper, hasn't he? It's just his decision making and his, you know, coming up for crosses and stuff like that. But he's 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 been doing great at that. You know, he's been doing absolutely fantastic. So the only, I think the biggest question is is what's going to happen with Ward, isn't it? Because uh, I, I, if, if Mix is doing nothing wrong and he's saving goals and, and playing well, then why would you replace him um, with anybody? So, uh, yeah, it's, it's what's, going to, what's going to keep Ward happy. Are we going to, is he going to, I guess, go out on loan again? Is he going to come in and be number two, but then will Carlos go to number three? Uh, so... Luckily, it's not my decision to make. But, uh, you know, while, but whilst Mix is, is, is playing well, then, you know, he's not broke. I, I, don't get me wrong, I know you have to keep moving to not stand still, but uh, if it's working, especially in defensive areas, then keep the status quo, I guess. Yeah. Sounds fair. Christian, what would you do? Uh, I've got a slightly different, different. Uh, um, uh, that I've got slightly different thoughts in my mind. Um, I think okay, Mignolet has done extremely well. I totally agree with with you, Jay. Um, I am extremely happy with his growing confidence. Yeah, and you can feel that in, in in the game that that our defense feels more confident than as well. Mignolet has picked a lot more confidence, and that is uh, it's great to watch. It's great to watch. I'm not uh, not being carried away. Um, it's uh, it's it's really great to see. And uh, Danny, wa- yeah, we're all waiting for the butt. <laughs> Sorry, I got, didn't get that. We all wait for the butt. He's been brilliant, but yeah, the butt comes now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
fast as seatbelts. I'm, I'm, I'm really very fast. Carriers possibly wanting to move. We don't know what's what's going on behind the curtain, but carriers came in with a elite promise of be, of becoming the number one. He had a few concentration issues and um, with a few howlers, really bad Lucas-like ones. Yeah, like with Lucas against Leicester, and um, yeah, Eric, and <laughs> and then and then some uh, some confidence issues. Probably everything at. Added to each other, and then it was taken out uh, out of the first first team, uh, so benched. And I think um, with the, with the, with the disastrous cup campaigns we delivered this year, um, so he in fact was taken out of action very early. Yeah, had to had to yeah had to stay on the bench, almost rottening there. And you could read from his face when the camera uh, focused on him and zooming in that he was not happy at all so the question is if carriers possibly wants to move i don't know because if that happens i mean we have got a very good replacement with danny ward and then david wagner has to uh, bury his dream of uh, of getting him um, jason are you sitting near a window in an, in an open road uh kind of it's going it's 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 shut but not completely shut. Hang on, let me go and do that. <laughs> so is it, um, I'm all tangled. I'm, I'm, I can't I'm hear just, you. I'm, I'm no, just very... Go on, Chris. I'm, I just go on. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I think... We don't know if Carrius might be totally unhappy with the situation, which was totally unexpected for him. First of all, he broke his, broke his arm, Yeah, was, was, uh, had to pause for two months. Coming back in, didn't work taken off the team. So that was uh, very close to a disaster for a player that was uh, yeah, the second best goalkeeper in Germany. And he's an excellent keeper. He's only three centimeters um, smaller than, than, than Mignolet. Um, but he's, his, his, um, his goal distribution, the way he, he plays is much closer to Manuel Neuer um, yeah, than Mignolet. Tremendous problems with that. The sweeper-keeper thing. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Carriers. Uh, I think 24. No, 25. He is born on the exact same day as Danny Ward. They're exactly yeah. the same age. Yeah, which is okay. which is which is quite fun. Um, for me, I think Carriers had. Well, he broke up with his girlfriend shortly after him moving here. He broke a bone in his hand, and he had to come back. And I thought it was a bit harsh because. Mignolet done well. Mignolet started the season really well. I mean, obviously he had one or two bad games or um, Hull, I think it was, where he wasn't that good. But um, overall, he, he's, he's been very, very good. So I thought it was pretty harsh for him to, to instantly bring in carriers. And um, yeah, with the, the, the um, issues clearly visible that he wasn't himself, um, it was. It was. There was little room to bring him back in after he, he settled all that when when he got his confidence back. Mm. I thought he played really well in all the cup games. Um, mm-hmm. So this season we had um, two very good goalkeepers in three competitions, going into a fourth competition um, and seeing Manninger leave. Is there an idea where you say? Minks will 
be the Premier League goalkeeper. Carriers will do the Champions League, and as long as we, or, or in the Europa League, if we somehow get there, um, which we don't want, but can happen, um, and we will use a number three in League Cup and FA Cup, um, and that would be Denny Ward then. Would that be an idea that would entertain any of you? Would it entertain no. them, I guess, isn't it? You know, um, they, they have this. Did Arsenal do this uh, where they had, um, I think it was in the League Cup, where they went, always fielded youth team, youth team, youth team, and then you get to the final, and then it's, all right, then we put in the big guns because we want to win it. So it's a bit like that with the keepers. You have to keep them. So say we use Carriers in the Champions League and we get to the final, then surely he plays in the final as well. It, so that would be the scenario that whatever competition you're in, you, you are there. You are the number one goalkeeper for that particular competition. Yeah. Don't see any harm in that. I mean, Carriers is good. It's good enough to to do that. I mean, it's it's not like putting Ryan Fulton in there and saying, "Let's see how you do, son." Yeah. Good, good luck. Um, Mental, what do you think? Uh, I think. Um... And Danny Ward's had a great season, obviously, with Huddersfield and getting promoted, being the hero in the penalty shootout. Um, twice. Twice. Yeah, that's right. In the semis as well. Yes. Um, it's, a great, it's, it's great for him. And, and now he can... I, th- I think it'd be great for him to go out on loan because uh, stay with Huddersfield in the Premier League. I mean, he's going to get a lot of action, obviously. And uh, um, it would be good because Karras has already had that top-flight experience you know, he was there with Mainz when they got up to fifth and got into the Europa League. Um, so, you know, he's had a really top, a good level of experience in the Bundesliga. Um, so, he, you know, he is very much ready to uh, to have a play a, a strong role in, in our setup. Um, whereas you can make an argument for Ward that, you know, he, alone at a, at a lesser club in the Premier League would be a great way for him to... Uh, to, to get some Premier League experience and I'm sure he'll want to do that as well I don't think he'll want to sit on the bench or anything yeah. and then yeah and Carrius can do the cups all the cup competitions um, and uh, prove his worth there and really I don't think I think it'd be wrong to take Miggs out of the uh, the Premier League side because he's, he's had a great season I don't think he's been weak at all this season I remember when Carrius was originally brought in it was, seemed very harsh to drop Miggs because he hadn't done anything wrong at that point yeah. Um, and then, and then when Karras came in, you know, because I think the broken hand and and whatever relationship problems he had, it all sort of didn't help. Um, and I think Swansea was his first game, and he looked a bit shaky, and we we were actually quite fortunate not to concede right at the end of the game, as well, because um, he didn't come out to do a deal with the ball. And uh, it's it, it, you know, there really wasn't a game where he didn't look shaky in that run that he had. Um, and I would have liked to have seen him dropped uh, at the international break um, when when uh, Klopp said he could uh, he could uh, make a decision because he had had I think three games. And personally, I would have um, held him back and used him for the cups, you know, so that he could spend a few weeks working on the, whatever issues were in those other games. I, I wouldn't have just kept him in and tried to keep him in there because it just it didn't help. You know, the Premier League you can't use it as a uh, as a ground for increasing your confidence it's it's kind of you have to be you have to have certain things worked out and working well uh, otherwise it, you, it, your weaknesses get immediately picked up 
and get targeted. You know, we got targeted down our left and we got targeted when Karras was in goal as well. Um, because that's what that's what teams do. They do it immediately and they have big, strong guys and fast guys and they just pounce on, on uh, any weakness they can see. So yeah. I didn't agree with the way Klopp did, did, did his, uh, his player management there simply because Miggs hadn't done anything wrong. So I, I thought he should have managed that a little bit better. And in the end, he had to, when it became a media circus, he had to withdraw Karras completely. Yeah, so what we're, we're, we're this year voice. is... Uh, so, with, uh, uh, yeah, those idiot brothers... Um, I mean, Phil Neville, what is that guy? Every time he says something, you sort of think, what the fuck are you talking about, you moron? He sort of comes up with stuff. It has, has no, bears no relation to what was going on. I mean, it was that Sunday night, he was on Match of the Day, and he started talking about social media. And it had absolutely nothing to do with this scenario. And, and what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, he's another one. And, he's oh, he's a total dick, total twat. And then... <laughs> <laughs> now, now we're getting to the serious side of yeah, it. Say what you think, don't hold back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, the thing, I mean, there's other stuff. He's, every time you, yeah, I mean, I've seen him do analysis on other games in, uh, in Match of the Day. And you sit there and think, but that, what you're talking about, actually had no bearing on the game. So why are you picking on that to do analysis on when it didn't actually affect the game? So he's, he's just weird, the things he decides to talk about it's just absolutely rubbish and then Gary Neville was was sort of, sort of pounced on the keeper thing as well and it oh, was like yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as if as if all our defensive problems were down to the keeper and, and then we, we know that we know that our defensive problems are down to the defence as well as the keeper and sometimes the midfielders as well so there was Gary Neville trying to make it all about the keeper and make it a, a, I don't know if he just wants to have a go or if he's just an idiot probably the latter well, um, I'm, yeah a bit, a bit of both I think um, okay yeah. um, we are digressing a slight bit. Um, going back to the actual goalkeepers. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so this, this season, you know, uh, Karras can earn his place and uh, and he's there to take Miggs' place if Miggs starts to mess up again because we don't know what we're going to get from Miggs. He has to prove himself for a lot longer. But, you know, for me, Miggs this year, he made one and a half mistakes. There was a half half error, a hole, and uh, there was uh, the, the Chelsea free kick goal. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, he needed to be more on the ball. So the, the free kick would never yeah. have been taken if he'd been on the ball. Um, the, the whole goal was uh, Henderson uh, well, didn't do anything, didn't do his job. I think had Henderson actually made a challenge to the guy there in the front post, then uh, it, it, Megs would have just caught it quite happily. Um, so, I mean, but then I think any keeper is going to give you a one and a half mistakes a season, so yeah, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Lloris. He's still not. Yeah. He's still asked. not the best keeper in the world. He's still never going to be the best keeper in the world. But he's done some pretty good things this year, and it, I, uh, he I, hasn't been I'm, a problem. I'm so happy when Mental now finally stops dissecting all the goalkeeping mistakes because it hurt us so much. <laughs> it's part of the suffering of every single Liverpool fan in every single season. So uh, thank you, Mental. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I understand. I understand where you're coming from, saying what goes on loan. But imagine this: we go into the season, uh, mix and carriers. We do four competitions. Carriers does all the the, the, the league cup, the FA Cup, Champions League, and mix uh, entertains us in the Premier League. Now, what will you do when um, at at some point? Um, Someone breaks a hand. Say Mix breaks a hand. Carriers also goes for the uh, for the Premier League. Who goes on the bench? What happens if 
Uh, Karius has to come out, grabs a player, uh, gets sent off. Two games, what are we going to do? Are we going to do go for 19-year-old or 20-year-old Shamal George? 18, 19-year-old Grabara? Yes. You're asking about the number three? Yeah. Number three keeper. Um, I'm not sure I really care about the number three keeper. Um, that's just, uh, Yes, Klopp has to sort does it out. Ha- but Does that happen often, though? It's not often that you have to rely on. It happens sometimes, of course, but not very often, is it? And goalkeeper is not an outfield position where, you know, a, a goalkeeper could cover all competitions, if need be, all season, couldn't they, really? Yeah, I don't know. Obviously, Mix is now four seasons been with us. Can't recall him being out because of an injury. He had a few shaky spells and was replaced uh, uh, once or twice with Hogdan and, and Brad Jones. Um, Godspeed to all of them. But, um, you know, they're absolutely terrible. But, um, so, they don't seem to get injured a lot. But when it happens, um, I mean, I mean, we had the shitstorm in January this year, um, it it's a thing that can happen. So, what do you do then? Uh, I would like to I, I would like to comment on this as uh, that um, this is this keeping the number three spot open for the youngsters. I mean, that is very important to 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 keep their vision alive. Danny Ward. I mean, you have to imagine what. What are the players feeling like? Danny Ward has, has completed a full season with a fantastic success. Also, yeah, contri- contributing a lot to that. And now going back on the bench as a, as a third goalkeeper at Liverpool for not playing at all. He don't want that. So, so I think Danny Ward will, will be kept even alone, but he will be kept at Huddersfield. He will stay there and, and further um, raise his experience. And um, and I would keep the number three spot open for any of those amazing talents we have in the academy. When we have a solid defense, a more stable defense than before, and before before now, it was sometimes a disaster. I know, but with uh, possibly a new, very good centre back like VVD, um, it's not not a disaster to have an, have a good, promising youngster in behind. It's not a, it's not a catastrophe, and for the youngsters, it's a it's a it's a huge opportunity yeah, to, to present themselves and they are working and living for that I get that um, I, I do want to comment a bit um, I made a comment earlier on as well um, on uh, somewhere on, on, uh, on the website on, on one of these articles um, it's all fine and well that Danny Watt say I don't like that hold on lad you are paid 50, 50k a week by us we are your club. If we say you are our third goalkeeper, you may not like it, but that's what you're going to do. We need to change that narrative that, oh, he doesn't like it, maybe he won't. Well, hold on. We got a lot of games. We want to We want to challenge. Um, you go sit on that bench um, and, and, and deal with it. You know, Manchester United has put Rooney on the bench all season. And just sit there. We'll call you when we need you. And he's yeah, he's a, a legend. And and you know if you had if you'd done the thing that we then we usually do in those those moments, uh, we would have sold him and say, well, all the best to you. Uh, hopefully, he gets two more great years playing for a, a smaller team or abroad. Let let's give him the opportunity. But Manchester United says, hold on, we want to win this and this and this, and we want to achieve this. Um, he's staying. 
yeah, sure, he's my fourth striker and we pay him 300k a week, which is mad in itself, but we do it. I don't care, he's on the bench. I, I disagree with yeah. you, Eric. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, the problem is... <laughs> You're out. FSG out. Straight away. Shoot him. Um, Danny Ward is just being being developed. And if he goes on with a club where he can prove himself week in, week out, and which he has been doing so fantastically, we once will have the opportunity to bring him on um, as a number one when one of our, say, number one, number two goalkeepers leave. And we have developed him at cost of Huddersfield in this, yeah, in this respect, yeah, and uh, which is fantastic. And I think that that's the aim of the de- player development. Eric, you are right when you say we have the authority. We, you have to do what we pay you. You have to do what we want. But uh, I mean, his development would 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 uh, would stop when he would be benched as a number three at Liverpool instead of playing week in week out in front of uh, thirty thousand. Or fifty thousand crowd, and um, so I, I think in the interest, in the very best interest of Liverpool Football Club, it's best to 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 keep Danny Ward playing in the front line at a different club, keep as a loney, as a loney, and give uh, our youngsters the the third place opportunity just in case something happens. Just this vision that it might happen for them, yeah, keeps their vision and their and their commitment alive. Okay. I can understand that. I mean, Chelsea did that with, um, uh, what's his name, Courtois. They, they loaned him to Atletico for two years and just say, go on, learn learn it. Uh, we've got Jack, and, and as soon as he gets too old, you are going to be on our number one. So that could be there, sure. So, okay, uh, all of you seem seem very okay with, um, with going on like that. Um, would any of you, if you do something with the goalkeepers would you buy a new one would you buy a, a senior one like Casillas uh, was, was mentioned the other day would you do anything uh, Jay on the back of what Christian's just said no <laughs> um, <laughs> that third spot, oh, you, yes. you made a compelling think... argument you made a very compelling argument well, no, just, just with that third spot uh, with, with one of the youngsters coming up through that you know the, the experience it's just invaluable, isn't it, to be sat on that bench as your Liverpool's number three keeper. Right, let's not forget, one day the plan is that one of these kids is going to be our number one goalkeeper. So, they, you know, you've got to blood them sometime. So if, if the chances of them grabbing any minutes in the season uh, is unlikely, but just that whole experience of just being, you know, around the team, you know, the first team on the bench. Um, yeah, why, I, I, I understand why you, you'd have... Uh, an experienced veteran, you know, to be a number three for, you know, if it's for experience for the other goalkeepers and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, to give that third spot to a, to a youngster, then yeah, absolutely. So if we can, if, you know, Karras will be happy with, you know, continuing as a number two and playing the cup matches maybe, then yeah, give that to a youngster. So no, no, no need for a new goalkeeper, I don't think. Uh, if if uh, this is assuming Ward was going to stay on loan with, uh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, quite sure that he can find uh, any loan. He's very highly rated, mm. um, especially in, in the. His stock game. is high, yeah. Yeah, yeah. his stock is high. He's, he's been doing brilliant mm. for uh, for Huddersfield, but he's also been brilliant uh, for Aberdeen. 
they were really raving about him and they were very annoyed um, that he had to leave and that he had to come back and and um, and, and, and act as cover for uh, for for, for me, you know. So, um, is he Wales number one or number two? He's Wales number two uh, behind right. the Palace goalkeeper. What's his name? Hennessy. Right. Okay. Right. But that could potentially be if he does well for Huddersfield. Uh, there's a case for him to say, "Hold on, uh, coach. Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm playing in exactly a similar type of team um, as your number one, and I'm doing better. So why am I not starting?" So, yeah, um, could very well be that he he, he goes for that, um, and and the club will will do that as well because. Um, as, as the option, as a third, um, we've been mentioned it a couple of times. Fulton has had his second year on loan as well. Um, he he had a, a good, very good first one. Um, like this season, not so much. He started as a, as a starter, but uh, dropped to the bench and basically never came off. Um, he's he's coming into an age where you say, oh, yeah, son, you need you need to be shown why you need to stay because we got three of those incredibly good youngsters behind coming on we got already three very good ones he's a bit in between all of them um could he be our third or would you just say um uh, uh, go on um find a club uh all the best what would you do uh mental um sorry about what <laughs> stop, te- stop texting your bird. Um, <laughs> um, I had a great speech on Ryan Fulton. Um, Ryan Fulton, potentially our third, or would you say uh, all the best lad? Uh, find a club. It ends. Here. Um, yeah, I, I I just don't know enough about our other keepers, so I can't really speak intelligently to, about them. Um, like I say, Klopp's got to sort out the third choice thing. The thing is, the third choice goalkeeper won't even be on the bench most of the time. No, so it's a bit of a problem. And like you say, there's a when when we bring in a Manninger type, um, then uh, it sort of seems to make sense to us that you bring that experienced set of hands in to uh, to the training ground. Um, but I mean, I I, I I really don't know otherwise. Yeah. Okay. So. Basically, well, Bogdan is also still on our books, but um, oh yes, bloody hell, forgot yeah, about that. I saw that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I didn't put him in the list oh, yeah. because, well, he's 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 surely to leave. Um, he's, been well, he's, he's been recovering from this, that ACL injury, hasn't he? Yeah. So, so he, yeah, I mean, hopefully that is, and then it's going to be it's going to be tough to get someone to take a punt on him, really, isn't it? There oh, will be well. uh, yeah. there will be a club somewhere in the world. Um, I think he's he's good enough. I mean, if you look at Brad Jones and how he does in uh, in the Eredivisie um, here in Holland, um, I, I, there are a lot of worse goalkeepers than, than Brad Jones, and, and Bogdan isn't isn't far behind Brad Jones. So um, yeah. maybe not in the Premier League or in the Championship, but um, and kudos for Brad Jones winning the title, a title yeah, yeah. winner with Feyenoord. With uh, with Dirk Cow, I mean that's pretty amazing. I never thought I'd uh, I'd see title winner and Brad Jones in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> that's harsh. Oh, it's very yeah. harsh. It is a bit harsh. 
He's won a, uh, <laughs> well, he's, he's won a couple of titles. Uh, title of uh, LFC's worst goalkeeper of the last decade. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, who's been worse in the last decade? Who's been worse in the last decade? There you go. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so, <laughs> that silence said it all, guys. Um, so, Fulton, um, either on loan, hope he does something brilliant or he gets sold. Um, he will leave on, on, on a permanent. Bogdan will put hopefully leave on, on, a, on a permanent deal or otherwise a season-long loan until he's off our books. Um well, that basically sums it all up. We've uh, talked about Carriers, we've talked about Ward, Miggs, Fulton, uh, a bit about Grabara and George and, and Kelleher. So, um, and then, well, there we go again, Bogdan. Um, I would like to end the show with, um, sorry, babe, Bogdan, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> Excellent. Well done. When I met you in the summer To my heartbeat sound We fell in love As the leaves turned brown And we could be together, baby As long as skies are blue You act so innocent now But you lied so soon when I met you in the summer Summer.